Welcome, friend, to the Move Your Heart podcast. This is the show where you can come in unashamedly, just as you are, fully you in how you think, how you feel, and how you're living your life, no matter what that looks like. I'm your host, Val Brown. Thank you for joining me in today's episode, Knowing God Personally and Intimately, Hindrances and Breakthrough. I'm so glad you're here. At this point in my life, I have a comfortable, enjoyable relationship with God, but it hasn't always been this way. My earlier days of interacting with God included not knowing if I should be praying to God or praying to Jesus. I had a lot of uneasiness in my coming to talk with him because I didn't feel as worthy as other Christians. And as silly as it sounds, I felt like my coming to him was a bother to him. He's too busy to talk with me. I had these hindrances and more, and I'll share with some of those with you today. Can you identify with any of these thoughts and feelings? I imagine you've struggled with your own hindrances. What comes to your mind right now when you think about talking to God? In the broadcast, we're going to talk about some of the reasons for our hindrances, and it's my prayer that truth and God's presence with us will help us break through the hindrances to find comfort and joy in coming to God. First, let's talk about our first hindrance being we don't know that God wants us to come, and that's kind of what I alluded to at the beginning. This is what God says about our coming to him. This is in Jeremiah 29:13. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Do you hear him inviting us to come and assuring us that he's going to be there to meet with us when we're sincere about spending time with him? And if that doesn't give us confidence to come, here's another verse about seeking and finding God. And this is in Hebrews 11.6. It says, And without faith, it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Now, we can misinterpret this verse as we have to have some big faith when we come. But that's not what he's saying. God is so practical. What he's trying to portray is, don't just throw words into the air and hope I'll hear you. I want you to have in mind that you are coming to a person who exists, who will be pleased when you come to talk to me. And because you've come, you're going to go out with something precious because you've come. How wonderful is that? So believing that God wants us to come to him is the breakthrough that will give us the confidence to come to God. Number two, let's tackle another big one, sin in our life. Every human on the planet planet has the seed of wickedness in us. 
and we all have rebelled against God in some way. God says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now, we understand the results of our sin when we read Isaiah 59.2, But your wrongdoings have caused a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. What must we do to break through this hindrance? Well, it says in 1 John 1, 7-9, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Another aspect regarding sin keeping us from coming to God is sometimes our conscience can condemn us and we can still feel guilt and shame and believe we're still dirty with sins. Those thoughts and feelings can keep us from God. The breakthrough comes when what God says drops from our heads into our hearts, and we say the same thing He does. New thoughts override untrue thoughts. Practice this the next time your conscience condemns you. First, if you have sin in your life, ask Jesus to forgive you. And secondly, If it's an old sin that you've confessed to him previously, speak out loud that Jesus forgave that sin and you are clean and right before him. Forgiveness is a done deal when we've taken our sins to Jesus. Throw out those condemning thoughts and enjoy your time with Jesus and the Father. Number three hindrance to having a personal and intimate relationship with God is doing life on my own. We might think that this is only an unbeliever's problem, but it's not. Certainly, someone who hasn't met God or surrendered their life to God is doing life on their own, but those who belong to Him can forget that God is always with us and always available to us to talk with him about all our problems in life, our mental and emotional and relational struggles, all the questions we have, and we can talk to him about anything we need. I know I have this tendency to do life on my own. What about you? My breakthrough for doing life on my own comes in two ways. I finally come to him after I've struggled and struggled and come to the end of myself with no answers and I'm frustrated and mentally and emotionally exhausted. Or the easier and better way is to be in continual communion with him, which makes me more sensitive to his voice. Friend, if you don't remember anything else from this broadcast, please remember this. God absolutely and always 
wants to do life with us. Number four is a hindrance that keeps us out of our intimate relationship with God, and it is other things in our life crowding him out. Some of those things can be our pursuing our own security, including making enough money or meeting the right person for security and happiness. Another hindrance can be the distraction of pursuing pleasures or the distraction of our problems or the distraction of other people's dysfunction. Another hindrance could be living life too busy where we don't have time to get alone before God. Sometimes we need to ask ourselves, should I and my family members be doing all these things? Surely, most of us need to work to care, to care for our needs, and God knows that. And regarding pleasures, God gives us a multitude of opportunities to enjoy pleasure in life. And regarding other problems and other people's issues, He wants us to bring those cares to Him. Finding balance in all these things comes when we seek God first and let things and other people fall in after our most important relationship, Him. Number five, the last hindrance I'll mention is substituting religious practices for the presence of God. I've been someone who has done this too much in my life. Let's put flesh on this. Is going to church or gathering with others the only time I think or talk about God? Is my practice of seeking God limited to reading my Bible or my daily devotional or journaling about God? Have I substituted Christian music for having heart talks with God? Has my serving the church or others been a substitute for spending time with God? I will never forget when God brought a scripture passage to my mind to tell me that my day after day of morning Bible study, journaling, and saying, This is so good! was not spending time with him. The words that rose from within me come from John chapter 8, verses 39 and 40. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. No, I didn't have a hard heart like the people he was addressing, but I was doing that very thing that they did, neglecting the God of the written word. From that day forward, I knew that Bible teachers were incorrect when they said, God thinks that when you're coming to his word, you're coming to him. To that statement, I will always reply, That is not necessarily the truth. What are the life habits that can break through exchanging religious practices for the presence of God? 
Well, when I'm in church, spending time with other believers, listening to Christian music, reading Christian words, journaling, saying Christian things, and serving others in his name, I will set my mind and my heart to commune with the God behind all these good things. Friends, have you been, as you've been listening today, maybe you have thought of other hindrances that have kept you from enjoying a relationship with God. What has stopped you? If you desire to have a breakthrough, have a conversation with God about the things that come to your mind. He will surely love talking with you and helping you break through those barriers. As we close today, friend, I hope you have been helped by something you heard. Don't ever forget that God jealously desires us. So jealous that he wouldn't be content until he made for us the way back to him. He sent Jesus to earth to live among us, to die for us. He accepted Jesus' blood as payment so that we could be sin-free and confident to come to him. And the Bible reveals his heart for us. God so, so loves us. Let's not neglect all that God has done so that we can spend time with him. Thank you, friend, for joining me on the podcast today. I pray that your heart has been touched and that you moved your heart toward God. Let me encourage you to listen to last week's episode on knowing God. I think you'll be encouraged by that message. Finally, if you enjoy the Move Your Heart podcast, please share an episode with a friend or two today. You'll find a link from my website in the show notes, and I'll give it to you now. You can find me at www.moveyourheartministries.com. May God richly bless you in your relationship with Him. Amen.